0: OriginClear is a company that focuses on wastewater treatment. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Water's New Gold CEO briefing. Our mission is to transform the water industry.
1: Decentralization offers us this opportunity. The plan that you've built here is super impressive.
2: The world is experiencing a crisis in regards to water. It's a great opportunity that you are giving us
0: investors. The decentralization of water treatment means that we no longer need to establish giant water treatment plants. Let them fight over the 20%.
3: Let's work with the 80% that's untreated.
0: Over 21,000 unique alternative investments. Three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Making it easy for the regular investor. All the old trends just accelerated. Lucrative and fulfilling. The vision I've got is to standardize these products. Build, own, and operate. We have 65 people in the room. We've got an important message
1: to import to the world. We can put a guy on the moon, but our water is horrible. Recycling all that water, it's a huge impact for the environment. Bringing new infrastructure in drive growth in America.
0: That's a critical part of the picture. It's a
4: twin 125 gallon per minute RO system.
0: I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million. Yeah. The opportunity itself is very big. Oh, yes.
1: Not too many CEOs do a weekly briefing and are willing to talk to individual investors.
0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the CEO briefing of the 28th of April. And I just want to let you know that there will be a survey at the end. You get it by clicking on the link in the Zoom browser that opens when you join. So there's a um, browser page that's the launch meeting page. And you click on that link in the Zoom browser and this important survey, we wanna find out if you want this briefing to be one hour earlier, i.e. 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, all right? So please try to fill out that uh, survey, which you get by clicking on the link in the Zoom browser that opened when you joined the meeting. Well, Water On Demand is the innovator in the emerging private water utility sector. So private water utilities is a concept we're working on where um, yes, there's central water utilities. And it's true that there are private companies that, that help the cities run them, but those are centralized. We're talking about what is some people call the micro utilities, the utilities that deliver water on the meter to users, business users, industrial, agricultural, commercial, et cetera. So um, that's where we're innovating. And um, we have an amazing, amazing institutional presentation, which I will not show you today, it's not complete, but I will definitely show you you next week. And our uh, amazing analyst, Dustin Moscato has built just a fabulous deck. I could not have done better. Um, You know, it's the saying, you know, always hire people who are smarter than you. And I think we've done that in this case, that's for sure. Uh, actually in every single case, everybody, everybody who works for me is smarter than me in what they do. All right, with that, obviously we are always um, trying to get it right, but it is not you know, guaranteed and the, there are risk factors, but we always work to get it right as fast as we can. So um, as I advertised in our CEO update, Uh, Yesterday, we have Andrea D'Agostino, who's our president and uh, chief strategic officer. Um, I've asked him to join us as the chief spinoff officer or Mr. Spinoff, as I like to call him. And the reason is this. We have a whole lot of people working to create water on demand vertically, but there's always a danger of silos and somebody needs to operate um, horizontally across all, all departments to make sure that the spinoff goes okay. And we've now built one of those cool Gantt charts with the like little squiggly lines and so forth. And he owns that. I'm gonna go ahead and play um, an interview that was done of Andrea when he convened that uh, summit of about a month ago. So let's do that quickly and then we'll have The man himself. Here we go.
2: If you look at the market right now, you have uh, real estate, you have the stock market, you have crypto, you can invest in many places. But if you look at where I'm going to get the best return on my money and what is the risk that I am running? Well, you know what's happening in the stock market if you pay attention. You know that uh, real estate, multifamily and so on at all time high. You know what's happening with the cost of money. So what are the interest rate and so on. And you can easily determine that real opportunities are not yet available on the market. And who knows when they will be again. But water right now is something that has not been yet occupied by the big money. It's actually an infrastructure that is decaying with a raising demand for solutions. It's, It's the perfect storm. And we are a bit ahead of the curve. There are places in Compton and in other locations where you open the faucet of the water and the water comes brown. You already know that you don't drink tap water. Why? Because it's not good. Well, you know, it's an accepted truth, but it shouldn't be. Businesses have sometimes difficulties interacting with the various utilities to clean their water. And that's because the capacity cannot sustain the demand. Our approach in Water on Demand is to come in deploy investors' money, providing infrastructure and create sort of a distributed utility that earns by the gallons, pay by the gallon. We do the investment, the clients pays by the gallon, we own the asset, we own the contract, and we delegate the construction, the maintenance, and the design of those technologies using our own systems. What you're doing with Water On Demand is truly addressing a market need, a society necessity that is perceived, is known, is measurable, is there. And we found a way to make it extremely profitable for our investors and extremely advantageous for our clients whilst providing a true service to society. And if at all this resonates with you, is because you're a person who wants to deploy money, creating a positive effect, not just making ungodly returns, but also creating a positive effect. And that's, that's what we are here for. We've assembled an incredible team. I've uh, personally supervised the addition of few key members and a restructuring of uh, how the team is working. We are experiencing an, uh, an evolution in uh, in origin clear. It's really, it's really a quantum leap in Clear's approach. We needed to be in the same room together for hours, all the execs, all the top execs, to really strategize and really create harmony. And together we can make it happen. And this is a purpose-driven company. There is a mission and the mission involves you. It's not just us working on our own. It, it really is with you.
0: Well, there, it's a beautiful thing. And with that, I want to invite Mr. Andrea D'Agostini on stage to say hi to us all. Hey,
2: everyone. Hi, it's a pleasure to be connected. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Riggs. It's a pleasure to be with you guys.
0: We were doing background commentary on on Andrea's 80s 80s hair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were laughing about it. But jokes aside, I think uh, think it says a lot, uh, the fact that uh, the company decided actually, Riggs decided, the CEO decided to uh, post someone to, to make sure that uh, the execution takes place in terms of this spin-off that we we're talking about. It's, uh, it's quite something. And um, um, I, I really think that it's a, it's a beautiful pure play. And also I, I think it's important that people know that, uh, I mean, we have, a, we have a lot of experience in, in, uh, in, uh, in water, in deploying systems, uh, like, um, um, I don't remember the, the, la- the latest figure, but correct me if I am wrong, please, Riggs. Uh, we have about $12 million production already in place that is happening and grew three times, like three X. So uh, we are just basically putting the turbo uh, and uh, the, the, on a technology that we deeply understand, you're putting the, the, the we becoming a fintech uh, on a technology we really understand. So my job will be to basically deploy all this knowledge with the new model, which is incredibly advantageous, obviously.
0: Yes. And so you're working on the critical issues. For example, I have a note from Mary Kane, um, Mary Kane Murphy here, who's a longtime investor. Please give us an update on what on demand is WOD close to having its first customer order. So I think you're working very closely with Manuel on that, right?
2: There, there is correct. As a matter of fact, I had my first meeting today. Uh, I am collecting the data and making sure that, uh, these happens and, um, you, you know, it's, um, it's a, it's a very very interesting evolution in the market that we can do for uh, medium, big size obviously, but also medium size businesses and projects. So and it's a growing market like crazy. So uh, I'll definitely have updates, and I'm going to try to uh, send out updates uh, frequently through uh, our CEO uh, communication lines, um, so that people know what's happening. You know.
0: Right. So Andrea is going to own the uh, sort of the uh, water on demand update each week where, um, you know, we, we go into here's the, uh, the rollout of, uh, you know, how much capital uh, did we get some institutional funding? Did we? Um, and, you know, I am being pushed hard to get um, institutional funding for us because it's considered so much cheaper, which is true. But we love our, our you know, the people we came to the dance with. And um, we want to give you guys, you accredited investors, first shot. So there'll be that. Um, also, we are launching that Regulation A offering, and week to week, Andrea will update us on that. I've
1: I went ahead and paid
0: the uh, the retainer to the attorney to get that started, um, and it's going to be relatively easy because it's based on the annual report that we that we put out already. So it's not very old. There's that, and then there's of course the production. And, and there's uh, really two varieties of production that we're looking at right now. One is the pure paper gallon model. And um, you'll be able to update further on what we're doing with EnviroGen. They're helping us with the, the fee, the fee um, uh, structures with the, the agreements to make sure that um, you know, everybody's protected, especially investors, all these things. Uh, and so there's gonna be a lot more updates about that. And then finally, um, there's the um, impure version, shall we say, where you have somebody who wants a fully managed system, but they haven't to have capital, and that is very often the cities. The cities are not going to want paper gallon. Why? Because they have budget, but the budget takes forever. So it's sort of a hybrid. In other words, okay, we'll give you a managed system, and we're going to go ahead and launch it now, and but you're going to and and you'll pay. Um, a monthly fee until you actually pay the capital, which will be six, eight months, 12 months out. That's a hybrid, which is also gonna be very, very um, popular because a lot of cities really need to solve a problem, but they've got a budgetary, they got to wait until 2023 or whatever. And they can guarantee this this business. I mean, they have the ability to do that. So this is um, an interesting hybrid, which will allow us to do the design and build um, pure thing without the paper gallon. Andrea is very correct. We already are very good at decentralized, privatized water treatment. Um, And we, our sales, you know, our booked orders, you know, tripled last year to 12 million. We're now absorbing that. We've got got the president of sales of Progressive Water working weekends on the floor to deliver this stuff. It's amazing what's going on in McKinney, Texas. We're gonna get some video on that Um, and uh, because the, the whole team is gonna meet there shortly. So all of this is gonna be pulled, pulled together into a quick and, and, um, and brief you know capsule uh, that Andrea will give us. But the good news, uh, Mary, is that we are in actual negotiations for uh, one or more of these pure paper gallon water treatment systems, and we will get it done um, soon. And I think we may also get one of those acceleration deals done soon. So that's where that stands. And um, I know everybody's very excited to do that. So um, the other things that Andrea will be, will be reporting on will be you know, the new website, the creation of, of the, the, the spinoff company, um, the new uh, series A in the spinoff company, which gives every single investor in um, series Y, well, basically, here's the idea. We're up to now. We're saying, well, you're, you're investing in Origin Clear, which gives you a piece of the water on demand. We're flipping that around. We're saying you're investing in water on demand. You're getting your 25% net profit. You're getting uh, automatically a grant of um, stock, which will add up to 10% non dilutive in the company. 20 million dollars worth of investment. 10% of the company, locked, not dilutable. Right. And as a bonus, you get 150% of your investment in Origin Clear stock and 200% warrants coverage but so that you get a publicly tradable stock. Now, Water On Demand will eventually, we believe become a public company, but it could take a while, which is fine because you'll have a bunch of Origin Clear stock as well. So it's the best of both worlds. And we're kind of turning that around and literally right now, Uh, The corporate development team is getting waterondemand.net email addresses we will start playing the part. Okay, so uh, it's my pleasure, Mary. Thank you. Um, We love our loyalists. So with that, I'm going to actually, I'm going to invite Ken to come on board because we're going to jump into the freewheeling discussion, but I have a bunch of slides to go over and a video, but I wanted... um, again. Okay. So weird when I do that, right? It's like Casper the friendly ghost. It's just glasses. It's just, oh, Andrea, you got to stay. This is the, this is the tree. This is the, the, the terrible trio. You know what I'm saying? Um, Can we just say terrific trio? Is that so bad? Terrible trio. Okay. All right.
3: It's kind of like the Beatles, man. I don't know. Without Ringo, because who the
0: heck is Ringo? Well, wait a minute. (coughs) Ringo is pretty cool. No, I know. Um, but, uh, mysteriously Andrea has disappeared, but what I'm going to do right now, it, it doesn't require you guys immediately because I'm going to show you, uh, some of the things that we are going to be talking about, which are more in the freewheeling zone. Let me tell you what I mean. First thing is, uh, there's an asset bubble and we want to know where do we find value? Huh? Well, let me tell you something. That's a really good question. Um, and I'm going to jump into a um,
1: quick video grab that I did, and here is Stephen Van Metre. And mortgage layoffs have started, and has dire consequences for the economy. I'm your host, Steve Van Meter, and thanks for joining me today. And I've been warning that this rapid rise in interest rates would lead to a collapse in lending demand, and ultimately layoffs across the mortgage industry. And now we find out that Wells Fargo is laying off, and that's just the beginning. Let's pick this story up where Wells Fargo starts layoffs in home lending unit. Wells Fargo has begun laying off an undisclosed number of its home lending employees a little more than a week after reporting mortgage origination volume has dropped 33% year-over-year that the bank confirmed on Friday. The home lending displacements this week are a result of cyclical changes in the broader home lending environment, and they are committed to retaining as many employees as possible and will do everything they can to help identify other opportunities within Wells Fargo. Anonymous posts on the discussion board The Laugh indicate job cuts hit at least five markets: Phoenix, San Antonio, Minneapolis, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Des Moines, Iowa. Processing, underwriting, and credit administration teams were notified that their position would be eliminated because of the changing mortgage market. They were given a mere two week notice. And this is what's important to understand about the mortgage industry, it's boom or bust. And during boom time, they are hiring like crazy, bringing people in and moving big volumes of loans. And when it's bust, they lay people off and they do it very, very quickly or else they go down with a ship and they don't want that. And this was blamed as a decrease in refinance activity along with higher interest rates for what the CEO called the steepest quarterly decline in the mortgage arena since 2003, the average interest rates of company 30-year fixed mortgage have risen above 5% in recent weeks, a figure not seen since 2010. And here you can see the mortgage refinance index is absolutely collapsing as we've been watching every week now. And as I pointed out, that this collapse in demand will ultimately lead to layoffs, which you are seeing now. And it is very rare. There have been other times where they've seen st- steep drops but this one may be for the record books. And we still expect to have decent volumes in the purchase market, but our gain on sale margins will definitely be impacted given that there's still a lot of excess capacity in the system. Well. I'm not sure that there is going to be a big demand in new, new mortgages, as they suggest. Let's take a look at the data and see what it says. And here you can see the MBA Purchase Index also comes out every Wednesday, along with the Refinance Index. And you can see that it has peaked back here in 2021 and has been steadily heading lower. not going to belabor the, the
0: story. Um, we were predicting this, uh, Ken, about a month ago. We were saying, you know, uh, more which the, with the Fed pushing interest rates up. Um, which I believe ultimately they will actually back off from because it's wow. too horrible, but nonetheless, it's doing damage. Now, mm-hmm. real real estate is a totally dependent on lending, and so here we, have, you know, you can't invest in real estate right now, and you do need to diversify out of it. So that's the problem that I've been talking about. We've all been talking about, which is this um, the story about trying to get assets at a decent price, right? So. That and is the issue.
3: Expanding um, on that
0: thought, we're essentially becoming an alt bank,
3: right? So we, we won't be water on demand. It essentially becomes an alt bank,
0: right? We, we, words, are, the, we are the water bank. The water we're bank. the water
3: bank. Well, the investors are the are the are the lenders. Really, is what they are. Investors yeah. become money lenders in a in a very well controlled environment. So um, this is really we won't be subject to the, you know, kind of the daily drama with, you know, international events. And of course, uh, interest rate changes, which I, I think just, you know, add that to the velocity of money that can be generated through FinTech. As my friend Andrea said, uh, it's, it's a very exciting place to be right now.
0: hundred percent. Now, other factors involved in a bullish situation for water is, this, is a uh, video I grabbed off of weather.com which uh, is interesting. It's kind of crude, but you'll see the point.
4: A UN report said that the world can expect disasters to increase in the coming years, mostly due to climate change. Now, the UN's Office of Disaster Risk Reduction expects about 560 disasters per year by 2030. That's up from about 400 per year back in 2015. And climate change has a big impact. The report predicts about three times as many devastating heat waves and 30% more droughts. And impacts from climate change reaching places that aren't fully prepared is part of the problem. For example, extremely strong tropical cyclones in northern Africa or an expanding wildfire season in the American West can compound with other factors like the COVID-19 pandemic and economic woes. Now, in the past, disaster deaths were steadily decreasing because of better warning systems and prevention methods. But the report says over the last five years, there have been more deaths due to disasters. And the cost of disasters is climbing as well. An estimated $170 billion goes toward disaster recovery each year. The report is seeking new approaches and budgeting for these events. Currently, about 90% of the funds go toward recovery and only a small percentage to prevention. According to the UN, if governments focus more effort on prevention and smart reconstruction, a lot of disasters could be prevented.
0: The last thing I'm gonna do, and then we're gonna get into our actual conversation about it, is a a piece that was published on Lou Rockwell, but it's actually by a gentleman named Alistair MacLeod, who is a um, a publication called Gold Money. And he writes has some very interesting points of view here. Let's take a look. Basically, he's saying that the world is moving from a currency-based system to a commodity-based system. As he says here at the bottom, pure finance is being replaced with commodity finance now that's really interesting because it means that now you automatically think about gold but you also have to think about all of you know lumber wheat um, you know various metals lithium etc and um, now that we've enabled it water will enter the scene but let's, let's continue a little bit further all right um, and you know so those of you who don't know Bretton Woods was a conference that was in 1944 that created the post-war monetary system. President Nixon destroyed it in 1971, and basically he got rid of the gold standard. And from there, uh, it was Bretton Woods II um, until very recently. And now this uh, writer, um, the analyst, sorry, Zoltan Posar at Credit Suisse says that we're now entering Bretton Woods III. Now, Um, what this says is that Russia has effectively commoditized its currency particularly for energy, gold, and food, is following China down a similar path. So what these two um, players have done, but not just them, is they have, they, look at the Mexican peso, Brazilian real, and the South African rand are strong against the dollar. Why? Because they have resources behind them. It's, this is wild, but these uh, countries have um, commodity resources and therefore their currencies are more valuable than the dollar because of that. So the problem that the that um, America has, of course, is it's staying with the um, currency thing. But let's take a look. For example, um, if you had priced crude oil in gold, that's that red line at the bottom there. It is actually crude oil today is thirty percent lower than where it was in 1950. Why? Because of better uh, production, right? So in, in in much much more much more efficient with uh, oil production. And um, so in real terms, in, in gold gram terms, as they call it, where actually oil is dropped. Whereas if we look at the British pound and US dollar, we're looking at skyrocketing rates here. So that uh, tells you everything you need to know. I would say the British pound is in a really, really weird place right now. Okay, so um, so we might expect uh, these commodities to rise together. Uh, and it's a direction of travel shared by China. Um, also oil in this chart could double to 200. Think about what consequences that would have for um, all kinds of uh, monetary activities, economic activities. Look at this. Now this is, this is a commodity tracking uh, trading fund ETF. And uh, just two years ago, it was just above $10 and now it's almost hit 30. Um, that's tripling, that's, that's a major uh, ETF tripling in two years. Yes, I think everybody should be in this, of course, I'm in a similar one, but what I'm saying is you, you, would, you, should, want, you should try to catch the bottom, right? So try and catch a bottom here um, because it's gonna be very hard. Look what's already happened in real estate where, we, where we've now hit a top. We want to go at the beginning of these commodity trends. Um, and really what this means is oil is not doubling. It's actually just the dollar is, Kind of being cut in half. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, while Russia has tied our currency to to gold, China has done it done it with commodities, but without the gold link. So, but the, univer- the universal factor here is commodities is the new currency. So, Redwood's 2 is indeed over. That being the case, America will find it very impossible to retain capital flows. And here, unless the gov- U.S. government takes a very sharp knife to its spending at a time of stagnating. Of falling economic activity, the Fed will have to step up with enhanced quantitative easing. That is going to be interesting. I do believe that's going to happen. I believe that the federal government is going, Federal Reserve, is not, well, they're not going to have the support by the U.S. government to truly uh, cut expense. And one of the things U.S. government does not do, we saw that in 2008, is they don't cut government spending. They don't, not a single uh, government employee lost his job in the 2008 recession. Why? It was considered to be productive activity, which it's not. It's parasitic activity. So you have a problem with the government's going to keep spending and it's going to go into a, a, a flat out, you know, spend its way out of this, which is going to do even more damage. And we're going to be replaced with people who are smart staying with assets. And um, China played along with the Keynesian game by the them, And whatever happens with Russia's military fate, we don't know. Um, But the West seems bound to lose the financial war against those two countries. And we are indeed transiting into Bretton Woods III. So that is really, really, really interesting. And of course, our um, thesis is, we're building a brand new asset that is priced super low. Why? It's never had a price before, it's a first. Right. Right. So any, before anybody jumps
3: out the window on these news, right, because uh, this is this is tough stuff to watch. Um, you showed the chart and you, and you mentioned, you know, you really got to try to time the bottom. OK, then you become a prognosticator. So, you know, smarter men than you and I have failed at, at, at guessing, at finding bottoms or guessing bottoms. But here's the thing. There's no better time to find a bottom than something that has yet to be monetized. Right. Uh, in other words, there's no there's no better bottom than something before it's even begun. Mm. Um, so this is a, a kind of a unique and almost a once in a, I guess lifetime, but it, once in a, um, once in a century ty- type of event.
0: I mean, you know, this is the, the first real asset created, um, since Bitcoin. And it's the first real hard commodity created perhaps in solar power. I mean, you know, yeah. these, these are new, new elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I do think that the stock market will continue to rise. Why? Because it will reflect inflation, right? Mm-hmm. And here's what's going to happen. The, the big corporations are solving the problem of inflation by raising prices. And, you know, if Procter and Gamble raises the price on soap, what are you going to do? You're going to buy soap. So um, I think that I don't see a major stock market crash. I see just an erosion of the of the dollar value. And a flight to safety by smart investors. So you all are helping us build an amazing uh, new asset and we want to get, Ken wants to get accredited investors in before Riggs, Andrea, Dustin, and Manuel go off and get some institutional funding, right? Right. Because, you know, quote unquote, cheaper funding, cheaper money. And, uh, but, but we want our people in there now become a mini Jeff Bezos quote unquote that way right
3: or, or, or kind of a, a you know a teal or a, or a, or a sequoia. Um, and I've often and I've had a lot of conversations with our investors and say look, the first 20 million is actually a lot longer and a lot more arduous than the next 200 million is a comp- you get in a room full of institutional investors and you say, look, I've got X amount of dollars of capital equipment throwing off X amount of dollars, which are, I mean huge numbers, hundreds of millions of dollars you know in in, in revenue over the next 20 years and this thing is going to work against, Inflation better than anything you've got, um, so I, I, you know, this thing can be a billion dollar asset, and I need X, you know, I need X amount of dollars for that. Um, these folks <clears throat> are used to taking inordinate, inordinate risk on these kind of startup ideas, you know, startup fintechs or whatever. Having having their having all of their money going into an asset and still having that really kind of cool upside that they only occasionally enjoy, I think is, an, is going to be an irresistible attraction to them. It'll be a lot yes. easier to get a lot easier to get $300 million than $30 million
0: is what, is basically what I'm saying. And a very good uh, comment here by um, <clears throat> Daryl Polston. Um, and first of all, James Wright, thank you for picking up more OCL in stock. That's appreciated. Waiting on non-accredited of offering, and I really appreciate your, your fine words. Um, but Daryl says, enhanced QE would be a complete devaluation and high inflation. 100% true. But here's something else. Consumers will shift to needs versus desires, as happened in the past. Guess what? Water is not a luxury, right? When water rates go up, people still drink water, right? They just pay more for the water. And so it's hard to even imagine they're going to take shorter showers, even that I mean, that's, it's just not something that that water is water. And so us delivering a better water deal for businesses um, and uh, protecting them from higher water rates. And um, also, a major, major initiative that I wanna tease you guys with uh, tonight is that we are about to do a partnership with an organization that is building housing developments. And we are going to be, we believe the, we're we're in the middle of negotiations, the preferred vendor of metered paper gallon water treatment for those housing developments so that these housing developments can be put anywhere without worrying about sewage, right? Now we're helping the consumer as well. So we're gonna reach down to the consumer. We, we can't do single family homes because it's too small um, and it's very commoditized. There's some great people installing whole home water treatment systems that we don't wanna get in their way but we can certainly help at the housing development level, 200 doors, 300 doors, even hundred doors. Um, <coughs> and, and we will help keep the water rates boxed in. Think what a benefit that will be to have to be part of an HOA that did a good deal on a, wa- a private water utility treatment thing so that their, their, their dirty water is treated and they can even recycle it onto the lawns and the golf course. It's gonna be a beautiful thing and I believe it's gonna be a real tent pole. Uh, Daryl also says reuse will become very important to California and other places that haven't done it before. Very true. Even places where there's no droughts, they still pay for the incoming water. They're paying for something, right? Um, and so being able to reuse it is a fantastic asset. So. That, that is uh, These are some of the thoughts that I have um, about that. And uh, it's, it's really, really interesting what we're doing here uh, because in order to monetize water, you have to create, look, look at it this way. Uber figured out how to legitimize gypsy cabs. Before Uber, you were getting an illegal ride from this, right. okay. you know, this dude driving down um you know lexington avenue whoa, whoa, whoa. hey man you want a ride and you, yeah. yeah sure 20 bucks take right. me to the airport right that and you was- only take cash and they only take cash <laughs> yeah. and there was, there was a big old impala big old uh, Chevy no,
3: and have you ever been in one that actually gets pulled over by a cop and gets ticketed and you're sitting there late now. Now you're sitting in the back of the damn cab and the guy's getting the ticket and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, because you couldn't get a yellow cab because there were only so many of them, right?
0: So yeah. that meant that that, that the, the this um, freelance gypsy, um, taxi, Bob says crowdfunding, yes, we mentioned that earlier, I'll come back to it. There was the, the sort of freelance taxi thing was impossible, it was not monetized and Uber monetized it, they made it happen somehow except in um, France where they burned the Uber cars and they jailed the Uber guy, but elsewhere Uber got away with it. And uh, because the French, you know, they, they, they show their displeasure in very material ways. Um, here we, we we'd call it terrorism, but um, the, the truth is is that water in order to be monetized has gotta be taken out of the sort of um, central, who knows what the price is model to a box where we know the price is protected, uh, it, is price, it, is, it is inflation indexed, but it's less painful than the inflation indexing, inflationary process of the US city, plus you can recycle and reuse it again. Okay.
3: I, I, I wanted to add um, something if I may, Riggs, a kind of an observation off of what you mentioned with the housing projects. So, um you know obviously look everyone's talking about commodities are the way they go scarcity you know creates higher prices in the case of 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 of, um of water it's all life on earth putting these housing developments together you know 200 300 homes you would think that um stretching out the water supply in other words getting we talk about getting one or two or three turns on the water right you're talking about massive level potential massive scale water conservation you think that actually kills your business model? It does not, because water is this one thing that always must be consumed. So by conserving or by stretching out the amount of water that could be used globally, we provide a tremendous service, but we don't we don't kill our customers, right? In other words, you know, by making, you know, if you if you if you if you blow up a bunch of oil, right? If you get a bunch of oil, what happens? to oil prices they drop, right? Because there's more supply. With water, that won't happen. Because it's it's basically it's on the disposal and reuse so we're actually we're not perpetuating our own uh, hardship by, by making more water available in all of these locations we're actually globalizing the idea and, and making it kind of like um, well I'll give you an area I'll give you, I'll give you I'll give you a, 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 when something becomes a term when something becomes a verb it's a big deal you know we don't search anything on, on you know, we Google things right? We don't rent a house, we Airbnb it, right? So, you know, we could become prolific enough where this becomes the verb. And I think that these are the first steps.
0: Well, this is a very, um, you say, say globalize and um, that's where I believe, look, if you're stuck with high water rates in Northern California because of a drought, there's no way to offset that risk. Mm-hmm. And where we we wanna do is create regional water-on-demand centers for finance. Remember, it's a pure finance play. So we can end up with a partnership. Again, we're not gonna build an entire company in Singapore. We'll have a partnership with a Singapore financial player, partnership with a Dubai financial player, London, et cetera. And then that creates water-on-demand activities. And now people can offset their Northern California water costs with a Singapore water costs all under the same umbrella, which is this water-on-demand concept. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a very important axiom when something goes into this crazy tornado of adoption. A single company cannot meet the entire demand. Impossible. Mm -hmm. The key then is make alliances. Yeah, everybody play. Go. Big tent, right? Yeah, you want to be a water demand partner? You got it. But, you know, you have to maintain standards and so forth. And so the idea of making it as exclusive as possible is going to make water demand a standard, and then that way we'll have metered water being monetized worldwide. Eventually, that's, over and that's over
3: super and over again, which is super exciting. And and the con, and like I said, the humanitarian and uh, and and environmental benefits are incalculable.
0: Exactly, um, Bob Roos wants to know about crowdfunding. I mentioned earlier you might not have been here. I retained the uh, the attorney a few days ago for the Regulation A offering. He's working on it. Um, uh, timelines, uh, who knows? It's gonna take a couple of weeks for us to put the thing together. Uh, fortunately, we just filed our 10K so it's gonna be relatively easy to use that data. Uh, we've already worked out all the, all the details of it. Um, actually, I do plan to cover it, but I would like to have a bit more certainty that it's okay before I start talking about that. Uh, and then uh, it'll take, I don't know, three, four weeks for the SEC to approve it if, if it works out, which it should. We are not doing a reg CF. And the reason is that um, it's got a lot of weird speed bumps in it. And so we've been counseled, just go straight for the reg A, reg A plus 75 million, up to 75 million, um, doesn't mean we'll do 75 million, but that's what we can do. And it will be in water on demand, water demand shares, Nothing, no origin clear shares whatsoever. Um, oh, CF equals crowdfunding. Yes, well, Reg CF was reg, reg crowdfunding. That's why it was called Reg CF. But you're absolutely right. Um, so the crowdfunding is Reg A. Uh, now, technically, what we're doing, what Ken is offering every single day is crowdfunding because it's a, the Reg Regulation D offering that permits open solicitation was created as part of the JOBS Act So it's actually a version of crowdfunding because we're allowed to broadly publicize it. But now I'm becoming very geeky. Uh, Daryl says, how does this fit into the move to 50% of the workforce being gig and contract workers? Well, it's very good because the problem with central water is not just they don't have enough money, they're losing people. There are 3 million people short in America already. It's called the silver tsunami where people are aging out. And what is replacing it is local um, workers at water companies that are often contract workers, right? So that's, there's gonna be plenty of people, but they will work for the local water company that we will use to support those local businesses. So everything is going fragmentary. Everything's going atomic, right?
3: Well, and 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 water on demand, essentially, it's a lattice so overall, which actually networks them all, right? Cause right now they are, they're kind of in islands of their own, right? They don't have that interconnect. this will be this you know, this, you know, this will be the internet of it, if you will, right? It will be able to kind of connect connect them all
0: through this platform. Global Water Intelligence back in 2016 said, and we had it on our website for a long time, it said, um, the decentralization is driving business to these small water, these mom and pop water companies, and whoever unites them will create a pretty interesting business. Up the mic. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, people don't appreciate the demand. Because it's something that they do. Uh,
0: your, speak up.
2: Oh, could not could not hear. Yeah, better now. Oh, okay, now I was saying that um, it, there is probably people don't appreciate the demand that exists for it. So so the delivery is uh, is the issue in the in our particular industry. Um, so you know, yeah, the your idea of connecting and and creating this network a provider, it's probably really one of the coolest idea and a game changer.
0: So, uh, well, we, we were, you know, we were forced to, to see that when we saw our own company blow up. And now if you visit McKinney, Texas, the place is full of machines, right? And people working nonstop night and day. And that, that, and that was only, you know, from four to $12 million. We, it just, we just cannot be the, Builders of everything, but there are wonderful builders out there, so yes, Andrea, it's almost a forced realization we had, but so but we'll take it as genius, like okay, (laughs)
4: like
3: what are you talking about? Don't listen, listen.
0: pay no attention to the man behind
3: the curtain, it was pure genius. Uh, Uh, what, one more thing that I, 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 I get a lot of people say, you know, kind of talking about how water on demand is really a concept, how these, you know, what we're doing. No, 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 no. We have done over $10 million uh, this year and tens of millions of dollars in, in decentralized private water utility uh, treatment for the past decade. Okay. This is proven. The only thing water on demand does is rapidly accelerated by providing. Just the as product. the financial layer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So guys, we're, we're pros at this already. All we're doing is taking technology that has been well-developed by all of these forebears, you know, companies like Stripe, companies like Airbnb, companies like Amazon, they developed FinTech, right? We're simply taking all of that work and just dropping it on the water industry and creating a, a almost like a super collider. Right, which just greatly accelerates the, the ability to transmit funds across a network and
0: finance things in in the virtual realm. It's going to be fun being financial people. Um, I I've I've always kind of disdained it, you know. Like, uh, but frankly, it is it is the juice that's going to make this work. You know, it, the analogy is we've already there's already gypsy cabs out there. Right. <laughs> okay. we're just making it, you know, a, an industry, a business. Right, right, right. And if you can't beat him, join him. Exactly. All right, well, uh, Andrea, you were about to say something. Did you have any more thoughts?
2: No, no, no. The, I, I just was saying that people don't appreciate and now the execution is, is the game. Now, now we need to, uh, because that's the tough part. Like uh, Riggs was saying that even the VP sales and all these people are actually there <laughs> on the floor in the weekends to deliver. So that's really the game. And 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 just to add, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but
3: that's exactly the point, right? So we would need to have hundred manufacturers fulfilling this dream. So a way to do that, and to monetize what was was now what was a competitor is now an ally. Here, here's the money. Here's the ability to do it globally. Go have fun. Now they're an ally, and that's and that's exactly right. So you don't have people working twenty hours a day trying to manufacture and get
0: stuff out the door. You simply magnify your manufacturing base. But Andrea was doing his job as Mr. Spinoff. Yes. stating that the productivity of water on demand is a high priority. Absolutely. Getting those water on demand projects going. So thank you, Andrea, that is a correct focus. And uh, with that, I'm extremely pleased that we, uh, we, we agreed to deploy you very specifically in this area. Thank you. Uh, already we're getting some action going. Everyone, I wanna thank you for a very interesting briefing. And uh, I'm super excited about how things are going do stay in touch, um, you know, as you know, uh, just to talk to Ken, oc.gov slash Ken, or call him up and talk to him, and um, get in now. I'm, I'm not gonna get dramatic about it because it could be a little while. Um, not if I get my way. <laughs> exactly. Um, Dale says it will allow you to leverage Maas, M-A-A-S, to deploy the solution, ability as a service. Um Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Mobility as a service—is that what he said?
0: That's what he said. Yeah. Okay, mobility. We've discussed that. Anyway, we've 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 overstayed our welcome. I like to uh, wrap it up before, well before. Ah, okay. He said manufacturing as a service. <laughs> well, it's exactly right. Thank you, Daryl. It's a beautiful thing. Precisely right. What's happening is more and more. For example, we're, we're building out one of our um, manufacturing centers for water for modular water systems to do everything related to. They're not just building they're not just cutting plastic. they're also building control panels, et cetera. So we're actually empowering all our production centers on modular water systems so that they they can be more productive. So um, thank you, Daryl. I think it's a very good point. All right, everyone, I'm gonna let it go and uh, look forward to seeing y'all next week. I'm gonna show you this cool new institutional deck. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. Nice. Thank you, everyone. Thank Have you a good welcome. weekend. Thank right, guys, you, thank you guys.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.